Yeah. Yeah, that is right. There is some intro music. Welcome to A Need to Read. It has taken me 100 episodes, but I have finally got some nice, calming, lo-fi beats to head into the podcast. So, welcome. If you are new here, please go back and have a listen to some older episodes, or this is kind of going to be a little bit of an introduction to the podcast anyway, so you don't have to, but I mean after this, maybe go back and have a listen to some older episodes. If this is not your first time listening, then welcome back. Thank you very much for your continued time that you dedicate listening to me, talking about books and all other things that will make your life a little bit better. I was actually going to have a couple weeks off after uploading the episode 99 where I talk about the book of rest because rest is important and I just feel like I needed a break. I'm still going to have that break but it's actually going to be after episode 100 which is of course this episode of the podcast. So it's a little bit of a woohoo I've reached 100 episodes and a little bit of a like hey this is kind of what the podcast is about at the moment and this is kind of the direction that I'm going to be taking it from here on because the funny thing about having your own podcast is obviously I get to choose what I do with it and I get to choose the direction which I take it in and I was feeling a little bit uninspired over the last couple weeks which I think is quite natural when you take on your own project that at some point you're just gonna feel a little bit flat and flat is obviously not good Life is good when it's going up and down, but when you're flat and you feel a little bit like, ooh, that's not good. So I've had to do some thinking and it's forced me into thinking about what the podcast is going to be like going forward because I want to do this kind of forever. And I thought, what a better way to do that than change up how I do things? Not completely. I will still be doing book review episodes, but there will be some new things that I'm going to implement, which I think people will enjoy but obviously I'll be able to see by the numbers if people don't enjoy it you can obviously feel free to tell me but don't be surprised if I ignore that message because when you get feedback from a few thousand people it's a little bit overwhelming so if if one person messaged me saying oh it's bad that means like 15 other people are thinking it which means I'll probably be a bit upset because let's face it people nowadays say oh I don't care what other people think I don't I don't care what what other people think about me I'm I'm doing it for me and I've probably been guilty of saying that over the course of running this podcast but the reality of it is we are always going to give a shit about what people think it is natural to do that and it is natural to sort of feel feel bad if people think you are bad and that is a natural thing and as much as it's like it's good to kind of distance yourself from the feedback of other people sometimes. But how do you know if you're doing another like a good job? Like how how are you meant to know if people don't tell you? And I love getting good feedback. I didn't realise until recently that like words of affirmation is like probably my love language. So when people say nice things to me, I buzz off it. I think it's great. And when I first started the podcast, that's not how I felt. When I used to get good feedback on the podcast. It made me feel awkward. I was like, right, why are these people being nice to me? I do not understand it. And I've kind of come to acknowledge the fact that people are being nice to me because I must be doing something all right for them and getting people to read and do other sorts of of good things. Um, So the first part of this podcast really is I'm I'm just going to reflect a bit on the 100 episodes and 
sort of some of the books that I've read and, and the lessons that I've taken from them. So hopefully those that have like listened from the start will have gone on a similar journey to me um, with this because that, that's kind of the idea is I, I was once lost and now I am found. So I, th- I don't like planning things too much. So I've just written down a few key points on things that have improved in my life since I've started the podcast and have read the books that I've read along the process of starting the podcast. So I think I have learned to think better, which is a key skill. And to think better just means that you can take yourself out of a situation and to look at things objectively, look for the facts, look for what is actually true, not what is sort of just being thrown out there as true. And that brings me to one of the things that that made me feel a little bit flat, like I said earlier, is on the internet at the moment, everyone is telling you to care about so many different things. And it's actually quite unnatural, because if you look at the world on the whole, it's, it's a good place to be, but there are areas of the world which are categorically terrible um we are very very fortunate if you're listening to this in a western westernized country that things are generally better than they are in other parts of the world there are no bombs going off there aren't wars there isn't large-scale sort of terrorism no one's trying to overthrow the government even though hey maybe some anti-vaxxers are going to try and overthrow the government but um who knows we'll have to wait and see on that one but the world will tell you to care about that and then in two days it will tell you to care about another thing and then another thing and then another thing and of course as a human being it is a generally quite good idea to be compassionate and to care about human rights and that can span across any of the human rights whether that's people trans people um any kind of people in situations that the the standard person doesn't get to experience and that is when people are like acknowledge your privilege you are fucking privileged you need to acknowledge that and i feel sometimes quite conflicted with this and this is something that i was almost afraid to talk about on the podcast but i'd be doing myself a disservice if i if i didn't bring stuff like this up i think it's great to acknowledge privilege but then it's a very good idea just to move on because what can you do about it? You can't go and put yourself in a harder position so you know what it feels like because no one wants to do that. You'd be pretty stupid to do that. No one wants to put themselves through like a completely different kind of hardship just to see what it's like not to have the privilege. Now, I'm sitting here talking from like white, male, cisgender, straight, middle class privilege i literally take all the boxes but at points in my life i have felt like i don't like it here (laughs) so am i a victim of privilege this is something that i think about often it's the world tells you that your life is meant to be so good because oh you're white you're male you're middle class but what if then life isn't good and you can't see the positives in life? That's when I think it becomes a little bit problematic. Um, 
and that word problematic is <laughs> thrown about so much and I just feel like there must be other people that think the same of me in that way it's like yeah I'm, in fact I do acknowledge that I'm privileged I haven't been born in Pakistan in a war-torn country I haven't been born um, born in the wrong body I haven't been I haven't got any sort of thing where people will prejudge me as like in a negative way like lgbtq and the rest of of that series of letters which are like that's my ignorance for not knowing what they are that must be really tough but i, I don't know what that's like so i like I, I i speak to people and and like i try and understand and i care but that doesn't mean I have to share everything on Instagram every time something comes up. That is an issue when you've got a following, is everyone tries to tell you to share everything. And then all of a sudden, you've just become one of these pages that just fucking shares problems all the time. And people don't want to see that. The internet's such a negative place anyway. You have to have like a dash of positivity. So what I want to say there is I know that there are people that feel pressure to share certain things, to care about certain things, to be continuously educating themselves about certain things. And it takes up so much brain space that people forget to care about themselves. And not in a selfish way, but people just forget that like, it is okay just to deal with your problems when you've got something that's at the forefront of your mind. And I just want to kind of say to people that I personally think that's okay. And there might be people that disagree with me there. But um, the world is not a place where everyone agrees. So that was just my sort of rant about that. And I was going to put that into a whole episode about like politics and, and stuff like that. But you've just got to understand that everyone does think differently. And just because someone thinks differently to you, it doesn't categorically make them wrong. You should kind of try and meet that with understanding. Try and ask some questions to understand how they reach the point of view that they've reached even though sometimes it seems fucking stupid stupid is subjective and it is in fact a matter of opinion and i'm not saying that people who are racist sexist homophobic um are good people because in my personal opinion i don't think they are but in their personal opinion they think they're right how mad is that and that's something I've acknowledged over the last year is like these people actually think they're right. So it's like them coming at me saying, well, fucking women belong in the kitchen, mate. And then I would argue till the fucking cows come home that they don't. <laughs> but they think they're right. I think I'm right. How are we going to fucking reach conclusion? Because they'll be stubborn about it and I'll be stubborn about it because I'm a very stubborn person. It's It's a strange one. And maybe I'm wrong there. So... Who knows? Other things. Anyway, on a more positive note, reading has changed the way that I feel about relationships. And I wanted to add like a funny story in here because when I was in Bali, I went on a date with this girl and we were walking along the beach and she like touched me on the back in terms of like a display of affection. And it's like the second date I'd been on with this girl. And I was so uncomfortable with that that I had to speak to my therapist about it. And I had to be like, right, why have I got these like intimacy issues? Where are these come from? How do I sort these out? And for me, upon reflection, I look back and I think it's because I didn't actually want to be in Bali at the time. I wanted to be home 
with with someone else but that wasn't the situation that I was in um but reading like books about like spirituality have made me a bit of a softer person reading books like the mastery of love and and actually going to therapy speaking to my therapist have really opened me up to love as a concept now at the end of the podcast i say love you bye because call me a hippie but i don't think the world has enough love in it because and i said this on an instagram post the other day like love is tight like like imagine i was american saying that and not posh and british love is tight y'all it's cool it's cool to love your mates if you've got a partner it's cool to love them don't dampen that just because it's like all of a sudden fashionable to be this like cold-hearted person who doesn't feel love and doesn't display love or affection to people that they actually give a shit about it's just something i feel like my relationships have improved since i've been reading and i've been reading about like love and i've been reading about different types of personalities and i've been reading about being compassionate with others i've been able to love more and i will tell you now that my life has got considerably better when i actually allowed love into it because for a long time i was very turned off to it because i was uh, one of those hurt people it's like oh yeah i broke up and i'm never going to be able to love again and everyone does that it's natural but when you kind of squash that voice in your head or accept it and look into it, you'll then get to a stage where you're able to love again. And there'll be people listening that haven't got like a partner and, and aren't bothered and they just want to do dating and that is obviously fine. I don't give a shit what you do with your life. But say you're in a relationship with someone and you love them. I've spoken to people recently that be like, oh, I've loved my girlfriend for like four months and I never said anything. We well, fucking tell them. People love hearing that they are loved. I tell Lauren all the time because I know how good it makes me feel when someone says they love me and I see how happy it makes her. So I'm like, if I think it and I feel it, why would I not just say it? Why would you hold like with hold this back? It's almost like you're like manipulating someone if you're holding back your true feelings for them. So open and honest communication about things like love, about things like anything, have really helped my relationship. And that's come from reading books. One of the best books I've read for that is Lying by Sam Harris. And it's a very short book, and it is just a, a general look at lying and what it does to you as a person. And to summarise it very quickly for you, lying generally isn't a good thing. There are small, tiny, minute white lies that might be good but as a general rule people respect people who are honest and it's just far better to be an honest person right i put down personal life here like has my personal life got better through going through the podcast yeah it has but i think that's actually just a general overview of everything and that was a too broad of a category the content that i consume has changed since i started the podcast like my reading has expanded and I've, I've started reading more novels because uh you may have seen on instagram the other day like i'm starting to write a book i've actually got five and a half thousand words down which is mad i don't think i've ever written anything over five and a half thousand words and getting into a story has opened my mind up to creative possibilities 
people are like, oh, why would you read a storybook? Such a waste of time. Well, it's not, because you get to escape for a little bit. And people think escapism is bad, but it's absolutely not. It's a healthy dose of it. It's just choosing your escapism wisely. You might watch Netflix for escapism, and I do that. I'm not just some person who sits in, on bed, on bed, on my bed and reads all day. Like I do watch things on the telly, but I won't binge watch things in an intense manner, apart from recently. And I will just give a shout out to Lena Dunham, who is some American woman who wrote a series called Girls which recommended to me by Daisy uh, from the Bookmark Boys. Shout out to the Bookmark Boys as well. It is insane, and I've watched four seasons of about ten episodes, which are about half an hour each, in the last two weeks. And that is that technically makes me a liar for what I just said, but I haven't done that for so, 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 so long because I much prefer just getting my head into a book and just escaping that way. Because you go on these emotional journeys with the characters and you learn the life lessons that they're learning along the way. And you get to attach your own meaning to it. And you get to experience a life that isn't yours. Which is a beautiful thing. And I hold myself back from saying things like that sometimes because I don't want to sound like one of those one of those people. Which is daft because apparently I am one of those people. But it is a beautiful thing to escape your life and to live someone else's life for a little bit. Um, I read The Silent Patient recently. That is maybe one of the best novels I have ever read. And then I read The Thursday Murder Club. That was brilliant. I've just started reading The Picture of Dorian Gray. I think, or The Portrait the portrait of Dorian Gray, or The Picture of Dorian Gray. I can't remember, but it's an old classic by Oscar Wilde. And I used to avoid classics, but I started reading it. And the description literally takes you into the room with the characters. It's wild. So you're there in these, like, 19... Whenever he wrote it was. Or maybe 1800s. Who actually knows? Because it's not that important to know when things were written. Especially when it's a story. But it's amazing. So everyone that listens to this and is just a hardcore non-fiction reader, pick up a novel every now and then. And it's so easy just to go on Amazon and just be like, right, bestsellers, and then look at the novels, they're guaranteed to be good, because if it's if everyone likes it, right, it's probably good. And it's, it's a strong chance that you're going to like it too. So have a look at things like that. And the other kind of content I consume is I've changed my mind recently, is that I actually don't know anything. Know everything, sorry. I don't. I know some stuff, but I don't know everything. I used to avoid doing things like courses and stuff because I'd see it as a waste of time, but it's actually not. It's not a waste of time at all. So I've started doing loads of courses. There's a thing called Masterclass um, where you get to learn from professionals in their field. That's brilliant, and I love that. And I feel like if I hadn't started the podcast and kept being fucking bombarded with the growth mindset stuff that's in almost every self-help book at the moment, I wouldn't bother. And they are definitely making my life better. And they're making my like journey with writing a lot easier as well. Um, and also content I consume. Just loads of books. Audio books. And if you're struggling for content to consume, then obviously just listen to this podcast. That's all I'd ever ask. I would say another big thing that has changed over the course of me doing this podcast and my belief systems and my belief in myself and my self-esteem and it's not because I've done any particular work on it 
it is purely because I've kept trying loads of different things and I've realised that it's actually okay to suck at stuff. So I spoke about this on an email the other day, like I suck at surfing, but I enjoy it. Um, yeah, so I'm not defeatist about doing it because I'm bad at it. Whereas there are some things that recently I've had a mind switch on as well. I'm jumping around here and I, I apologise, but the belief systems that I had around being an organised person were, I can't do it, it stresses me out, so therefore I wouldn't organise myself, therefore I wouldn't be organised, which stressed me out as well. So I labelled myself as an unorganised person, which is not great, and then, guess what, I'm fucking unorganised because I said I am. Oh, I think therefore I am. It is kind of true. I'm not trying to get into the whole manifesting thing, but if you tell yourself you're unorganised, you're going to be fucking unorganised. If you tell yourself anything, if you tell yourself shit, you're going to think you're shit and you're probably going to be shit. So it's it's not about just looking yourself in the eye in the mirror every day and be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm worthy. I'm pretty. I like my eyes. <clears throat> it's about finding ways to like try out new things, build your confidence by getting small successes which will then lead you to have a higher sense of esteem about yourself which will then automatically and as a byproduct change your belief systems because you'll just feel better about yourself which of course is a good thing therapy therapy over the last year still and i go on about it all the time it's one of the best things i do because it has made me so self-aware and self-awareness is a weird thing i feel like when you take the lid off it it can be a little bit annoying sometimes because you just investigate your thoughts and you kind of analyze them as if you were a psychologist through the stuff that you learn which um, maybe you shouldn't do but that's why it's good to have someone to filter through those thoughts with you e dot g dot a therapist i've got two therapists at the moment one who i see in person and one who i use through BetterHelp. One is a lady, one is a man. The lady is very great. Her name is Anna. She's in Bournemouth and she is an absolute legend. One is Will through BetterHelp and he is also a legend, but I've told him to treat me differently to the other therapist because I wanted to see a different approach. I said to him, I don't want any coddling. I don't want him to be soft. I want whatever he thinks about me, as brutal as it can be, I want him to ask me those questions because I, at the moment, am in a zone where I want the discomfort because I want the growth so bad. And that is because I know that through all that discomfort will be this magical growth that will make my life even better. Because I've been at like medium level discomfort for the last year. I'm like, cool, let's just turn that up a notch. And there are a lot of people cruising through life on literally zero discomfort. And what that means is that the discomfort will come later in life in the form of regret and stuff like that, which is obviously not good. We don't want a life of regret and we don't want things like that. So going to therapy and, and asking someone to be brutal with me was probably one of the best things that I've done this year because I went back to better help this year because I just felt like I needed that different kind of treatment and I asked for it. And that's kind of why I chose a man. And I'm, I made gender assumptions there, so sue me. But I thought maybe that kind of masculine energy, that harder energy might have been good for me and turns out it is and he's recommended me books and stuff and it's great 
but he is asking me the uncomfortable questions and some days it will take me a couple days to reply. And the reason I bang on about therapy so much isn't just because I'm sponsored by him, but I forgot to do a sponsor at the start and I will chuck that in in a moment, but it's because it is just so good for you and it it kind of just frustrate me that not more people go because it's not a great deal of money in the grand scheme of your life and it will make such a profound impact on the rest of your life so when you're faced with the choice of like oh i don't really want to spend 200 quid on therapy it's like well why not literally 50 quid a week if you do that for two months three months your whole life will change you'll have thought patterns that you can recognize for the rest of your life that will make your lived experience a whole lot more positive and it means that when you get to like 50 60 you're not having the same arguments and, and acting like a child because you've recognized the the thought patterns that come up when someone says a particular thing to you and how embarrassing would that be to be like that person maybe that's a harsh thing to say that it would be embarrassing but if you've been told that that the solution is there and you haven't taken it then at some point and it's unfortunate that it's quite a harsh way of dealing with it but it's like you have only got yourself to blame which look, I'm I'm not for that kind of harsh treatment or, or although I am getting that kind of therapy at the moment but like I don't really like that and I don't feel that's generally that helpful but unfortunately you read the amount of books that I do you'll kind of see that that is the case that life isn't that easy but you do just kind of have to do the hard work if you want it to be easier in the future now get ready for a little bit of a music now the reason i chuck the music in there because that is an ad break time to talk about better help because better help sponsor the podcast and i thought it'd be better that i wedge it on the end of me talking about therapy than me wedging it in at the start so BetterHelp is an online therapy provider. You can see a therapist within 48 hours of signing up, which is pretty rapid. They provide a therapy service to well over 1.5 million people around the world. They are based in the United States, but that means that you get to book appointments after work probably a little bit easier than you would if you're booking here in the UK because everyone wants that after work appointment. If you are a listener to a need to read which guess what you are you get 10 percent off your first month all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and there you go that is 10 percent off your first month of online therapy and like i said earlier two three months of that your life will be better for the rest of your life because you'll have recognized some thought patterns but that is it for me talking about therapy that is betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and that is 10 percent off your first month Okay, I'm back. All right. Okay. Okay. No more music. No more music. Until the end, of course. Meditation is one thing that I have upped a lot since I started the podcast. And that might have come from me speaking to Meditation Dave. Um, It might have just come from the fact that I've been doing it for a long time and I'm starting to reap more and more of the benefits. Today was my 400th day of meditating every single day. And oh my God, it is the best thing. 
because it's difficult and I do it as a non-negotiable every day and I get to have a morning meeting with myself. You know in general standard life that you're sat there quietly. If you can sit on your own for a minute without doing anything, then fair play. Because I will always reach my phone or I'll reach for a book or I'll grab my laptop. I'm always wanting to do something. And meditation gives me a chance just first thing in the morning to just slow that shit down. And to, it's kind of practice actually because later in the day if I'm sat there I'm like, oh, maybe I could have a little five minute rest where I just sit and stare at a wall or sit and shut my eyes. Not to have a little snooze or a nap but just to sort of recalibrate myself for the rest of the day. And the thing on this podcast is I'll keep telling you to meditate because I do think it's very, very, very beneficial. If you're one of those people that's like, I'm too busy to meditate, bullshit. Nah, not bullshit. Well, yeah, it is bullshit. You're the type of person that needs to meditate. So get yourself on like Waking Up by Sam Harris, uh, the app, or Headspace, or Calm. There are hundreds of apps out there. You don't even need to download an app. You can just go on YouTube Type in 5-minute meditation or 10-minute meditation and just give it a go. And it will be difficult. And guess what? You're not going to be good at it to begin with. But like all the good things in life, you're probably not going to be good at it to begin with. But you'll get better and you'll reap more benefits. I would suggest for people to really try and commit to doing six weeks of it. That is like, what, 45 days or maybe push it to two months because it takes about 61 days to build a habit properly if you do it every day. And just see how you feel after that period. Do like 10 minutes a day for that amount of time. And I, I honestly don't think anyone will reach the end of that and be like, nah, not for me. Doesn't work. Didn't get anything from it. And it's just worth trying. And I feel like you kind of owe it to yourself, especially if you're one of those busy people. It's like... Here's, here's like the, the question that starts like do I respect myself and love myself answer yes would I like to have a calmer mind and be able to make more rational decisions and to be able to respond rather than react answer yes okay then you go meditate that's it this is me kind of taking the fluff out of things for, for one night only um, before I go on to the new feature of the podcast, which will be the Book Doctor Live. I just want to talk about some of the guests that I've had on and why I've had them on and guests that I'll have on in the future because the guest episodes are a good part of a need to read. Everyone loves the guest episodes. I love having the guests on. It's lovely to connect with people through the podcast and some of which have become like good friends of mine, which is great. And ones that have sort of really stood out to me recently is a Stephen Pressfield one um, because he said something to me that about how he saw something in me and initially I like I was like oh cool <laughs> thanks when in reality that is so kind for someone from such as like a, a high position in in his role to say something to me a 26 year old boy who just likes reading books it's great and I didn't take it on board until the other day when it got to about six o'clock and I hadn't written in my book and I was thinking, right, fuck, Stephen Pressfield, the man who wrote a book about resistance, which is the feeling that I'm getting right now, said that he saw something in you, Ed. Why on earth are you just not doing the work? And sometimes 
as lovely as it is to be soft with yourself because we do have to be kind to ourselves if you're really really not feeling it maybe don't do it but I'm kind of in the frame of mind at the moment that if I'm not feeling it I'll still do a little bit of whatever I need to do because then I feel accomplished and feeling accomplished leads to more motivation which I'll I'll talk more on that when there is an episode on the motivation myth in a few weeks but he essentially Stephen Pressfield says you will feel resistance in the things that will push you further in life that is resistance with a capital R and it's it's invisible it's like gravity but it is there and you can always move through it so if you feel resistance about reading or if you can't be bothered to do x or you can't be bothered to do y like you can move through that and i know that because you're because you're a person so it's worth picking up if if you're taking on a project or something or if you just want like a new book for your mindset turning pro by stephen pressfield is brilliant it's such a good book for your mindset because the difference between the pro and the amateur is what you do when you feel like shite and it's no good coming from me it's better to come from someone who read the, wrote the book on it and obviously i want you to read books and it's a short book and it's an easy book to read and it's one you could probably pick up on your lunch break and finish in like three days easily um other people that I have had on the podcast that I have loved having on and have loved just sort of becoming friends with through through the podcast is Siobhan and Sinead. Living with Siobhan for so long in Bali was so inspirational because she is just a master at fucking sorting habits out. If she recognises one area of her life that's lacking, it won't be lacking for long because she's so clinical in forming habits and what i recognize that she did all comes from atomic habits which just means she's a good reader which makes her a good person essentially is because if you can implement what you read then you're pretty much unstoppable it's just a small tiny one percent changes or a small commitment to something saying that right i'm gonna do five minutes of yoga today and you do that for a week and then you do 10 minutes and then you do that for two weeks and then after three weeks you're doing 15 minutes and all of a sudden you're a yogi she's a fucking yogi now last like before lockdown she once said she didn't do yoga at all and now she can do weird positions and i just draw a lot of inspiration from her and that's why she's going to come on the podcast loads and loads and loads um through the lifespan of it because she's a legend and Sinead as well Sinead helped me so much in terms of setting goals and allowed me to realize kind of why I do this podcast because I I, I don't really search for the reason why I tell other people to but I don't often do it myself which is a typical thing for a human being to do is kind of the do as I say not as I do and she helped me sort of see the reason why and I think where I am in terms of like earlier when I was speaking about love like the the way Sinead talks about relationships and and the stuff I've learned in reading Sinead's book on relationships like it's it's amazing it's really helpful and if you're a guy like just get into it because as guys we're not taught this softer side of of life and like there are legitimate scientific ways in which you can build better relationships so why wouldn't you because relationships will make or break your life 
I'm sure it would be lovely to go and sit in a cave for the rest of your life on your own, but it would probably be nicer to be surrounded by friends and family and people that you love. So, like, consuming Sinead's content around, like, relationships and love and, and listening to her podcast on goal setting. I can't remember which episode it is, but it's literally, like, set your goals with me on the Sinead Says podcast. Just listen to that, and it will sort of point you in the right direction. That's a... Uh, that's me just basically telling you the sun shines out of their asses. Now, Russell Kane. I was so surprised when I spoke to Russell Kane. So if you haven't listened to that episode, have a listen to it. His mindset is unbreakable. It's mad. And it was super, super inspiring speaking to him. Um, and I feel very honoured to be able to speak to these kind of people. Other people that I've had on the podcast recently, like Victoria Spencer and Amelia Thompson, like having those kind of conversations with women about eating disorders, um, about things that largely, like mostly affect women is really fascinating for me because these are kind of things that I care about. Not that I care about it so much because I, I'm going to share loads of stuff on social media or it consumes my brain, but like I do care about it enough to speak to people and I'm like, right... I'll share that, like I'll have a conversation about it because I want to understand it and how much better is it to listen to a conversation than have to do a load of reading about a conversation, about like a particular problem on the internet and just those women are super inspiring, I think it's great because hopefully this podcast is a place for men and women to come to find information about things that are just generally like quite important you know, like Satnam Sanghera to speak about the British Empire. I didn't learn any of that in school. How good was it to be able to learn that from him? And to also be told, like, not to feel guilty for it. That comes back to the whole, like, privilege thing. Like, you don't feel guilt for your privilege. That's, that is what he said, not me. People like George Pritchard, the guy who runs the offense for defected like how i feel like it's really important to have those conversations about mental health in like the nightclub scene because soon enough lockdown is going to be over and people are going to be going out and this is actually something that i wanted to touch on is that soon enough lockdown will be over and you might stop reading you might stop listening to the podcast you might stop meditating you might stop journaling you might stop doing all of these things that have held together your mental health or improved your mental health over the last year and I just wanted to say that it's super important that you kind of don't do that that you don't just ditch them it's important that you kind of keep these in your life because they have helped you this far why would you not want to continue on this upward trajectory and if you haven't tried them start trying them you don't have to say yes to every invitation that you get although it's nice that you get loads of invitations now and you haven't had invitations for years it's super important that if you're not feeling in the right place going and drinking like alcohol or doing drugs or whatever you want to do is probably not a good idea and oh my god don't i sound like a teacher but alcohol is legit a depressant i don't understand why you would drink if you're sad because it will make you sadder you get it's like a roulette and the odds aren't in your favour. You either get a super sick, funny night, or you get a super sick, funny night, and then depression. You don't want depression. It sucks. <laughs> it will make you a better person in the long run, I think. I think if you reach a low point, like, obviously, you will 
come out of it as a as a stronger and, and a better person you might not seem like that at the time but you will but it does suck so if you can avoid it please do um but also do whatever the hell you want with your life like if you want to booze booze who cares um it's your it's your life i'm i'm no expert on anything i'm just here to chat out my ass which I, oh my god i've been doing that for 40 minutes guys i literally thought it was going to be a 17 minute episode and i'm i'm sorry this is not what the rest of the uh the uh, the next 100 episodes are going to be like i will round it up here with the book doctor this is going to be a new feature if you would like to be featured on this please send me an email with your submission no longer than one minute to a need to read dot podcast at gmail.com that is in the description of this episode so let's get into it the first book doctor hey ed big fan of the podcast thanks for all of the work that you put into it my book doctor problem question is have you got any book recommendations for someone at a crossroads in their life i'm 25 i work and live in london And I've just been offered my dream job as a criminal barrister. I've worked and studied towards this for seven years. But when I found out, it felt underwhelming. And that's where my crossroads lie. Covid has made me realise that I want to travel, be a free spirit, be creative before settling down and being part of the rat race and working at a really hard profession. The problem is, it's notoriously difficult and competitive. I beat 19,500 other people to get this spot. So should I take it and perhaps be resentful that I didn't travel? Or do I run the risk and travel, but potentially not get a spot again in the future? Help me, please. Cheers. Firstly, you absolute legend. Thank you so much for getting involved and sharing that. Obviously, on the email, you told me not to mention your name, so I shall not mention your name. Um, and congratulations for beating so many people to a job. That's amazing. I know it's a tough market out there, so you've done really well. I think a lot of the times we build things up in our heads to mean so much more than they mean. And obviously, something you've you've worked towards for seven years is going to mean a lot to you more so in the build-up than when it actually happens everything like I I feel a lot of things are quite underwhelming when it actually comes to fruition that you are doing it and and you are able and you found out that you are able and maybe that's kind of what you were doing it for is to prove to yourself that you were able to perform to that level to get this job and I I don't know if you've taken the job or not but I, I would say at the moment with how things are in the world is take the job but set yourself a firm deadline with firm boundaries for six months time or a year's time because who knows when the world is going to open up for travel again like properly and be like that's when you reassess things i would 100 percent read the alchemist by paolo coelho because that will kind of you'll take what you will from it but it will give you maybe a sense of that you don't need to rush whatever your dreams are and when it comes to whatever your dream life is or your dream job you have to realize that as a human being what you wanted seven years ago might be completely different to what you want now and having the sort of agility in your life to be able to change as you change is a really admirable trait and I think the fact that you're thinking about it means that you should do it 
my only apprehension would be that the world is shut down at the moment um so so go go careful with that and as for like being more creative hey you can do that whenever even if you've got a job you should get steel like an artist by Austin Cleon I had to turn around because it's it's right over on the other side of uh, the room but it's such a good book and he says like you don't you don't have to be great to start something you don't wait to know who you are to start something because who you are is always going to be sort of changing so it's important that you don't put things off until you know who you are until you found yourself because that moment just might not come or when it comes you'll then want something else because that's life we're always reaching for something else so my advice to you would be take the job for a little bit maybe six months see how things are at the end of the year and look it's going to be winter by the end of the year and you're probably not going to want to be here anyway so that will add to your decision of maybe going traveling and maybe going abroad if you got that job now you can get a job similar to that again you are going to be more than capable having more lived experience in the world than you are just fresh out of out of uni fresh out of doing your degree so i would definitely encourage that i think going traveling is wholly a good thing for people if you haven't got the sort of restrictions of children and stuff like that at the moment then the only thing restricting you is a job it's it's all a social construct that is telling you not to do it and being able to break free from things like that is very important you said you'd already read The Midnight Library and The Power of Now. I would say Awareness by Anthony DeMello, Steal Like an Artist, and The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I think those books will be really, really helpful for you. And hopefully, well, they will be. I will already have sent you an email by now asking for your address, and I'll send you one of those books, a book bag, and a bookmark. So anyone else that wants to get involved and to take part in the new book doctor series that will be in every single episode where it's just me talking on my own then please do get in touch but i think that kind of rounds it up nicely so obviously those books i just spoke about there i won't need to repeat for you because you just heard them but i've also spoken about turning pro and lying by sam harris there are of course plenty of other books that will come and and in terms of direction for the podcast i wanted to follow things that i am passionate about again and that is why there will be episodes now like the posts that i do on instagram which obviously if you don't follow it at a need to read with a number two and not the word just like right books for your mindset books to get you further at work books to insert something that you need books for i'll do episodes on that where i speak in sort of a shorter form about particular books that will help you in different areas of your life um, because I think that is where I'll be able to speak more freely and be able to let my passion shine through and hopefully I mean hopefully inspire some people to read and do other good things in their life but look, thanks so much for sticking with me 47 minutes you absolute legends I genuinely am having a break now for two weeks so I will be back in two weeks. <laughs> and that first episode back after two weeks will be me speaking to Daisy from the Bookmark Boys. She is an absolute hero and had such good conversation with her about all things to do with creativity um, and just general life and reading, of course. So thanks for listening. You're all legends. Don't forget 
review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Love you. Goodbye.